After a set of smaller weekend moves from the Chicago Bulls, including moving into the draft to draft Julian Phillips, signing undrafted rookie Adama Sinago, and potentially signing foreign player Erlot Bitten, it all boils down now to have the Bulls offseason plans changed at all, right? Or do they primarily stay the same? We're also going to look around about the doubt around the front office from fans and if the, the front office can do really anything this offseason to start restoring that faith. And then finally, we're going to ask, has DeMar DeRozan earned and will he get an extension with the Chicago Bulls? And if he does, what this could signal for the future of the team? We're going to get to all that plus the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You can follow the channel right off the top at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. But let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So first up, the Bulls made a set of, of weekend moves, trading into the draft, albeit not drafting the player that a lot of Bulls fans were hoping or players that, that Bulls fans were hoping, by the way, have some uh, videos up on the channel about who the Bulls did draft and sign, and then also a video on why the Bulls weren't wrong for passing on Imani Bates. But self-plug aside, the Bulls made a set of moves. They drafted a high upside player in Julian Phillips that has some 3 and D potential, and hopefully they can work on his shot. And with working on that shot, they can get him back to being the the, the decent three-point shooter he showed in high school and in the draft combine by hitting 16 out of 25 three-pointers during the combine. But with that said as well, we also got uh, Adama Sinago, somebody who led his college team to a national championship and went undrafted, and the Bulls immediately slid on him and, and got him signed to the team. Don't really expect him to play too big of a role. And then, of course, Erlap bit him. Uh, Erlap bit him. Uh, who we uh, did uh, sign and reportedly he's going to come in on a two-way contract. But I, after looking at his skill, looking at his age, I would not be surprised at all. The, one of the reasons why that deal has not been um, announced officially yet is just because I do think he's going to end up having a full roster spot depending on what the Bulls go out and do in free agency. But has this changed at all any of the Bulls' offseason goals? Do they add anything that changed the need, the main needs for the Chicago Bulls? Well, let's look at it, right? We came into this season knowing that we wanted a point guard, we wanted shooting, and some size. Any combination of two out of the three of those things at least would look at as a positive season for the Chicago Bulls that they really addressed it, some, some of the needs that we've had, even going back to last offseason. But have we really addressed any of that in a meaningful way? Julian Phillips, while has tons of upside, uh, uh, you know, well, it, it's going to be a few years until we finally have a finished product in him, which is to a lot of draft prospects, right? But overall. Even if he does earn a spot in the rotation this season, it's going to be as a defender first, maybe getting out in transition, that huge athleticism, kind of replacing the Derrick Jones Jr. role, but not really a, a need that we that we came into this offseason feeling like we need, right? Adama Sinago, yes, could be a, a big that, that rebounds well, can even stretch the floor a little bit, even though the shot is a little bit slow, provides some rim protection, a solid big, right? And even though he is going to be on a two-way contract, it's hard to project a two-way player to fill a need for the Chicago Bulls only because two-way players can only play a set amount of games at the NBA level before they have to be converted over to a full roster spot. So right now, I'm going to put a pin in that one. I do think that it could turn out that Sinago ends up maybe earning a role for the Bulls, but it just, 
with two-way contracts, if you guys can't tell, I never really predict. I'm not one of those guys who are like, oh, well, we got this, and this two-way player is going to push that. I didn't even do that when we before Justin Lewis injury, but when we signed him last season. So you got it remains to be seen. Let's first get through Summer League and see how he performs there. The only acquisition that the Bulls did make that I think could absolutely fill maybe even a couple of needs for the Chicago Bulls is Bitten. Bitten. And so the reason why I think that is that when you look at Bitten and just what he brings as far as the ability to shoot and stretch the floor, some passing ability as well, the ability to put the ball on the floor, tough defender, if you're in the, if the Bulls end up moving Kobe White to the starting line to be that starting point guard, I can absolutely see Erlap turning into our, our maybe a, a key bench score role for the Chicago Bulls, especially when you look at our bench now. We do not have scores on the bench if Kobe White's pu- uh, pushed into that starting lineup. And even last year, Kobe White's scoring was inconsistent, way more consistent towards the back end of the season, but very inconsistent over the course of, of the full season if we're looking at it in totality. So Erlap could come in and definitely provide a consistent scoring threat for the Chicago Bulls. That's a potential need. A, stretch threat, uh, a, sh- a threat to stretch the floor and shooting the three ball in Europe at an almost 40% clip at times definitely could fill a need for the Chicago Bulls, right? Now, if I had to get, if I had my feelings on it, right, and, and, and kind of just thinking and processing it, he has not been given a full contract yet, right? And because of that, it's, again, I have to, I have to keep consistent because I don't necessarily see two-way players on two-way contracts playing a big role for a team on a on the main roster. We just don't use two-way contracts a lot. Right now, I can't say that that Bitum also provides that. I just can't say that yet. Now, I do think that that Bitum can eventually do that, but again, unless he's converted to an actual contract, I'm not going to say that quite yet. I'm going to put a pin in that one too. That's a possible, right? If we're talking spades, hands, we got a possible there. So that leaves the Bulls' main the target still right now. Point guard, shooting at least, right? If you want to, if you can get a big, if you can get some rim protection at that, but changing our shot profile is one of the most important. The Bulls lost so many games last season just because of simple math. Inability to hit three-pointers at a high volume. It, it, the Bulls, with even the percentage that they shot, just taking a few more three-pointers, win probably another five or six games last season. And so... With that said, shooting has to be a top priority, but we've also seen what this team, what a true point guard means to this team. So I think that still has to be it, and we have not that. And I've seen some of you guys in the comments, no, Bitum does not project right now to be a, a, a point guard, right? There's some, oh, he's going to be a point guard. Can't say that right now. Now, again, his role over in Europe wasn't necessarily to be a facilitator, so even that 3.7 assist total uh, average that he had, Maybe you could talk yourself and it could be higher than that, but we haven't seen that. And I, and I don't really, we force a lot of people into different positions, but if anything, he's probably going to play more power forward than point guard. So we'll see with that, right? But so that gets us into our next topic, and that is still the doubt around the front office. I listen to so many Bulls podcasts. I, you know, I have my, my core group, the people that I support and rock with. Um, but outside of that, I listen to a lot of Bulls podcasts, if not most of the ones that are out there. And there's so much discontent, rightfully so, and doubt around AK's ability to really fix this team, AK and Eversley. And even some that took AK's press conference after the draft and it labeled it as being smug and like he's disconnected. And I think a lot that goes into that is him still not wanting to admit that the Vooch trade that they lost. And so people have taken that now to run with it and 
have made this this narrative about AK and him being smug and and even some people calling him outright unintelligent and shit like that. But when it comes down to it, right, the faith in Acme right now is at an all-time low. And I do think that it's going to take making some serious moves that work out, right, for for that to start. Now, signing Bitum and then having him now, if he does end up playing a huge role for the Bulls, right, or being a... Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today damn good player for us over time that's going to go a long way in trading in changing that if patrick williams kobe white well even though he didn't draft kobe patrick williams kobe white io desumu dalen terry make a leap or even show you know a little bit more than what they showed last season it can go to that but we are all eyes on on ak right now from a fan base that's just tired that's just really what it boils down to and we've talked about that highly like the fan base the bulls fan base right now is just fucking tired that's it they're tired and they want to see this team to stop struggling, stop being at the bottom of the pack. So while we're going into this, free agency opens up in four days. We're going to start talking about, don't and do not be surprised if things start leaking late Thursday, right? Because that's how things usually go. But Friday, it opens. We're going to be seeing exactly what's going down, and we are going to be digged in. And so, you know, hopefully by then we have a resolution to the Voot situation. But this is an offseason that hopefully AK starts doing some things that are going to rebuild some of the trust from, from Bulls fans. I think it's going to take time, right? It's going to take time. It's going to take a series of moves working out. It's going to take some of the players that they drafted to actually make some steps. But I want to I want to ask you guys this before we move into the next topic for today. Currently, right now, what is the faith that you have in AK to be able to turn this around? Now, you guys know I try to be more level-headed. They've had three seasons. It was always going to take longer than three seasons for the Bulls to get back to any uh, sense of, like, truly being a contender. But some, the microwave mindset, or, you know, some just the fact of, okay, I'm cool with us not being a contender yet, but the moves you've made haven't worked, right? Let me know what you guys think on that down below. One of the bigger questions during this offseason that, or do, and it may turn into during the season, is does DeMar DeRozan get an extension with the Chicago Bulls? We've all heard the extension that he could sign. It could be, what, a four-year extension up to like $120-something million. Highly doubt that that's going to be the case. But for a player that we already over, well, we overpaid according to market value. I think what we've gotten from DeMar DeRozan, it's been value on his contract, absolutely. But according to what he had as offers out there, the Bulls overpaid. And sometimes you have to overpay to get players to come to your team. But when it comes down to it now, in a time where DeMar DeRozan, heading into his age with 33, 34-year-old season, an unrestricted free agent, the Bull, we've heard Bulls are listening to the market value on everyone. Does DeMar DeRozan get a, an extension with the Chicago Bulls this season? And if he does get an extension, what does that signal for the Bulls' view? That's a question that, yeah, it's kind of down the line. We got so many things we need to address before then. But I do think that it's important to start setting that stage and starting to thinking about that, right? Because if the Bulls do 
extend, if they come to a contract agreement with Nikola Vucevic and then ultimately extend DeMar DeRozan during the season, that just means that they have just not only ran it back primarily, but they've doubled down on the core that they built, right? And let's let's say, right, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, and Nikola Vucevic, three out of those, the, all three of those players were in the top 10 to 11 of minutes played in the NBA. Zach Levine, I think, was third on that list. So we have seen this core can be durable. We've basically seen this core play tons of time together now after not seeing a lot last season with Zach Levine getting hurt about 40 games into the season. So the, 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 it, it remains to be seen, like, if the Bulls do double down on their core, that's, that is something that I think would, like I said, signify not only a constant running back, but it really would say, say that the Bulls are just, the, the, only the pieces around that core are going to be able to change for the foreseeable future at that point. Unless, and I, I know that the Bulls could t- uh, potentially re-sign DeMar and look to trade him, things like that. But, like, ultimately, giving DeMar DeRozan an extension, and this is not an indictment on the player, right? But if they do that, that has just now told us, right? All the hopes of rebuild, all the hopes of all of that, it, it needs to stop at that. Because at that point, the, the front office is telling you, no, we, be- we, hi- we believe in this core so much, we're giving them a second go at it with basically a second round of contracts, and we're just going to keep trying to build around them. Now, I'm not here to say right now whether that's the right or wrong choice. We'll go over that depending on what they can add this offseason. And I'm not necessarily saying that DeMar is going to get an extension immediately. But if the Bulls do extend DeMar DeRozan, depending on what that number and the amount of years that is on that, man, for those that don't like this core, dig in. It's going to be a long time before you see anything different around Bulls land. But all right. Before we go, we want to get into the voicemail. We got one from Reginald. Let's go ahead and play that now. Hey, hey, this is Reginald from Columbus, Georgia. I was just calling to ask a couple of questions. Uh, do you think the Bulls should, you know, spend more time looking at, you know, the NBA, well, the basketball players in Europe? Uh, I know there are a couple of leagues out there that are comparable to the NBA, uh, not in, you know, financially, but talent-wise. Uh, another question is, what's your opinion on drafting younger player versus older players. I know there's a stigma where, you know, like a 21-year-old player who spent three years in college, they look down upon. But a 19-year-old person one year in college, and it did have the stats to show it, just, you know, draft the high. Um, considering the Bulls players of the past, do you see, do you remember any guys who were like three or four-year college players who really showed out? Uh, that's what my question's for you. And, I, I, yeah, Reginald, to your question, as far as European players, I think we've seen the first step in that. Um, with with Erlat Bittum, uh signing here with the Chicago Bulls, I definitely think that that is a sign and indicator that, listen, AK is doing some research over in Europe, and I think that is smart too, right? When you look at a team that is strapped for cash, signing European players and quality European players are <laughs> is a, a way to bring in a talent that's ready now, not going through the draft, which should be ready now theoretically after playing in the pros for so long, but also value contracts at least initially. So, you know, we'll end up seeing. I do think that, and we'll see how uh, Bitsum does show out for the Chicago Bulls and how he performs in his first season. And if he performs good, I wouldn't mind AK dipping his toes back in that water. Now, as far as drafting older players, here's my mindset on that. There's, there, well, there's two mindsets when it comes to the draft. You either go potential, you go think uh, players that, that you feel can make an impact right now, kind of make, you can, you can walk the line between the two. And then sometimes when you're drafting late, if you can get a veteran piece that can, that's ready to perform right away, you do that. Todd Gibson was perfect example of that. 24, I believe, when, when we drafted Todd Gibson, and look at what he turned into. Yes, we eventually moved on from him and traded him, but Todd Gibson was a value contract for the Chicago Bulls every year he played for the Bulls because he, because we got him so low in the first round, even his initial, initial ex- extension, 
wasn't all that much. We were able to lock in Todd Gibson, get quality play on both sides of the ball. And keep in mind, people did not think that Todd the, had the offensive upside that it ended up that he had. You just have to be smart when you're drafting an older rookie. I'm not against it. You just have to make that decision and be calculated in which you, when you do it. My mindset is the higher you get it, the higher you are on the draft, the more you want to go on that high level potential, who you have that star level potential. When you get towards the middle of the lottery, it could be either way, right? You can get a player you feel can contribute now or still go high potential, high ceiling on that. And then the lower you get, that's when you want to start getting more, make sure they have a ready-made NBA skill now. Like when we drafted Io and his defense got him on the court right away. It's kind of my mindset when it comes to draft. If you guys haven't picked up on that in just the two years that this show has been around. But Reginald, thank you so much for that voicemail. That's it. That's my time for today. Make sure you guys follow the show at Bull Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.